0: Two of the biggest recruiting weekends in Oregon football history just took place. What's next? Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and lifelong Oregon Ducks fan. Thanks for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks, which is why you should like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening to or watching the show. I appreciate the hundreds of you out there who have already done so. We recently hit 500 subscribers on the YouTube channel, which is amazing. And way further along in terms of engagement with the show, than I thought we would be at this point, so thank all of you for being part of the show and part of the Oregon Ducks fan community, and this episode today is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Oregon football is starting in the class of 2023, going big game hunting here, and it was a big weekend. The this weekend we just had the one before also featured some big time players, but the one in particular that that we just saw with the lineup of players that that rolled through Eugene, it was quite a list of players. So for those of you who have not followed along, here is everybody who, to my knowledge, was in Eugene for a visit over the weekend. It is a it's a big time list and there are some big time names on here and we'll talk about kind of what that all means uh, going forward. So. You got five-star quarterback, Dante Moore. That's probably the name that most people know. Avery Johnson, by the way, has a final three schools out. Oregon is in it. I don't expect the Ducks to get him. It really looks like Kansas State is going to remain the leader there. He's from the state of Kansas, but something to follow. I'd rather have Dante Moore anyway, uh, though, with Rashada having uh, dropped the Ducks from his final recruitment list. And he's now committed to Miami with Mario Cristobal down there. It's kind of Dante Moore or we have to start looking at other options for a quarterback in the class of 2023. But luckily, though, Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan and LSU are all squarely in the mix. From what we can tell at this point in time, Oregon does have a uh, a couple crystal balls on 24-7 for uh, the five star quarterback out of the state of Michigan. So that could potentially be encouraging. And we certainly hope that that will come to fruition. Other guys who came through Eugene over the weekend, and it was a beautiful weekend in the state of Oregon, which if you live there right now, you know that hasn't been a given for the last couple of months. So that is always a plus for a coaching staff when you're recruiting in Oregon is the weather needs to cooperate. Might sound simple, but if you go there and it's raining, a lot harder to show recruits a good fun time, but it looked like everybody was... uh, Enjoying themselves up there with a nice Pacific Northwest weekend. Five-star running back Richard Young was among them. And by the way, I haven't done a full breakdown of him. You know, if he if he ends up committing to the Ducks, then I probably will. But he's kind of like a combination of Michael James and Royce Freeman. He's 5'11", 200 pounds. He looks small, but he's powerful. But he's got this shifty lateral quickness like LaMichael used to, but he's much more powerful like a Royce Freeman, maybe a, you know, a little bit like a Thomas Tyner, but I think he's got more, more lateral agility than than Tyner had. It does look like he's going to Alabama. That's what 24 seven is uh, leading us to believe at this point in time, that sort of stuff can always change. I'm just reporting back what I know from, you know, having read up on this stuff and, and checking it pretty routinely. It looks like he's got some crystal balls going to Alabama and and that that's, you know, he also kind of feels like a Bama recruit with the sort of skill players they've been bringing through there recently. But he was on campus over the weekend, posted some fun videos and pictures, looked like they were all having a lot of fun. Uh, Four-star edge, Jaden Wayne. He was a five-star at one time, high four, five. He's the same player. He'd be a big-time get if Oregon could get him from the state of Washington. 24-7, 24-7, not as sold right now on where he could go. Uh, Miami and Georgia are in the lead, it appears, but that doesn't really seem to be uh, very solid. We'll get John Garcia on uh, this week. Hopefully, he was moving last week. That's why we didn't hear from him. But hopefully, we'll be able to get him on this week and talk about you know where these guys are at and, and kind of where they're leaning. But Ducks still very much in on Jaden Wayne. He was there. Five-star edge, Mateo like Heard a lot from his dad on social media. Big uh, social media guy. He posted this awesome video of the the hotel room or dorm room, wherever they were staying and where they had him set up. I think it was a hotel. I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, he he posted this video and he walked in and there was a Domino's pizza and there was Voodoo Donuts and all this other stuff. And there was swag and he was having fun. Like, he he seems to really like Oregon. That's uh, his dad. And Mateo, not quite as active as, as his dad online. But... Uh, he does not have a single crystal ball at this point in time, so he seems to be a little bit more undecided. Oregon, USC, Ohio State, and Bama. How about those four schools going after one guy? That's the sort of player that Mateo Uyunglele is, the younger brother of DJ, who is at Clemson, and where Mateo is apparently not going to school. So maybe Mateo... We'll sack his brother one day. That's clearly what he's kind of looking to do. I'm not saying it's the primary reason, but that would be kind of fun. Uh, another guy, five-star athlete, Samuel Impemba. This is it for the the five stars in the class of 2023 that were on campus over the weekend. He's got a low-confidence crystal ball to Miami at this point in time, so... Maybe that'll happen for, for the Ducks, but he is from the state of Florida, from IMG Academy down there. So that that's an in-state recruit that I'm sure Miami and Coach Cristobal are going to go after pretty darn hard. Another five-star they had was David Stone, defensive lineman. He's actually class of 2024, so that's the world of recruiting. <laughs> you just, you're looking at 2023, and here we are in late June 2022 but you have a guy on campus who's class of 2024. Maybe he's looking to reclassify or something. I don't know, but uh, it's not that uncommon to, to come on campus and start looking a couple of years before your decision actually has to be made. Then all these guys are are four stars that I'm about to read off. And again, these were all on campus uh, o- over the weekend based on the the information that I was able to, to find online, right? I wasn't there. I haven't talked to any of these guys, but Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty long list. Like if you hear other shows or other people saying like, Oh, it was a big recruiting weekend for Oregon. Yeah. This is why it's a big time list. All these four stars were there. In addition to the guys I just talked about Blake purchase defensive end. Dante Dowdell and Jurion Dickey, running back and receiver, respectively. We should know who they are by now because they've already uh, verbally committed to the Ducks. But important to continue to recruit them because they're only verbal commits. They have not signed an NLI at this point in time, national letter of intent. Offensive linemen, Miles McVeigh and Micah Banuelos. A couple of big boys in the trenches on the offensive side of the ball. And then a few more defensive linemen, a lot more defensive linemen. You got four-star defensive lineman Terrence Green, Michael Gardner, Johnny Bowens, who's a Texas A&M commit at this point in time, so maybe a little bit less likely there, since uh, he's, he's clearly got a strong feeling about the Aggies right now, but Oregon going after him, and, and that's why I said, you know, with regards to Dickey and Dowdell, you do have to keep recruiting those guys, because just because they're verbal commits, I mean, we just flipped Ashton Kozart, I think he was there as well, and I forgot to put him on uh, on this list, but Guy, guys flip. It happens from time to time. Not super often. It's not like if you have 10 verbal commits a year before a recruiting cycle is going to actually be complete, then you're only going to get like four or five of them. But flipping has been known to happen. Uh, four star edge to Womack, Blake Purchase as well, who I'm now realizing I put on there twice. So I um, guess I'm subconsciously a big Blake Purchase fan, uh, even though I haven't done a ton of background on him. Uh four-star linebacker Blake Nicholson, who's got a crystal ball to the ducks, might be getting commitment from him in, in the coming days or weeks. Ramir Stewart, a four-star safety. So all those guys, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, four stars. Uh Wayne Wayne makes 12 in addition to, to four, five stars, and then a couple three star guys. Um, as well, uh, Alana Noah, I think, uh, I think my Gardner is a three or four star depending on, uh, where you look. So that's a big time list of guys. That's, that's a really big time list of guys. And if you want to get into sports betting at all, bet online is a really big time place because it's the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and major league baseball. Go Mariners. As I'm recording this, there was a big brawl. The Mariners were involved. And yes, I was watching. I have many thoughts. You can DM me if you want to know. But uh, you should all know that Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. And the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA boxing and golf. My personal favorite. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. so all the all these players were there over the weekend, and I mean, i'm I, I get excited looking at this list. I'm going to get to kind of our expectations in terms of how many guys will actually end up coming to the ducks, but just a a final thought on, you know, the, the entirety of everybody who just came through to campus, you're not going to get them all. You're not going to get all the ones that you want, but I think that this staff is, is clearly picking up where uh, the previous administration left off on the recruiting trail. And I think they're just continuing to shoot for the moon. Like, If they're in the top 15 in year one, I think that'd be a good standard. Top 20, then I'd be like, okay, maybe didn't get everybody we wanted. Hopefully, we'll be able to in the class of 2024. But with the way things are going right now, if they're able to add Dante Moore and get one other five-star in there, they could be trending towards another top 10 class. Remember, the class of 2021 was the sixth-rated class nationally from a high school composite ranking, and that's the best recruiting class in school history. Could this staff beat that? probably too early to say, but would I rule it out as a possibility? No, I I would not because they have barely been at Oregon, right? Haven't even coached a game, right? Everything that they're selling to these recruits right now is about potential and about vision. And maybe this is the the pessimist in me who's just like in the back of my mind, chirping at me to say this, the on-field product comes out and then it doesn't match the 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 pitch that these recruits were were sold when they committed to Oregon and maybe the recruiting takes a little bit of a hit. That's entirely possible. You could also go in the other direction where this staff is out going after big time guys. I mean you got Ohio State, USC with Lincoln Riley, Bama, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, like big time recruiting schools and big time schools in college football, Texas A and M as well, going after the sorts of players that this staff wants to get. To me that that signals that they're aspiring to be in that top ten level of of the recruiting rankings year in and year out. That's where they want to be. Will they get there? I think we'll have a pretty good indicator based on how this class goes because there's a lot of names there, right? A lot of those guys were or those guys were just on campus. There were others who were on uh, for their visits the previous weekend. Like it's been a huge couple of weeks for Oregon on the recruiting trail the last uh, the last ten days or so but now you have to get the, the actual results, right? You have to get the, the commitments or else bringing these guys through and only getting, you know, like a, a couple here and there is, you know, something that might be seen a little bit of a, a letdown. I, I don't expect that to happen, but I don't really have a feeling as to how this is going to go because it's not like Oregon is the only big time school going after these guys, right? All the schools I just listed, they know how to recruit too. They've got big time recruiting staffs too. They've brought in big time recruiting classes as has Oregon in the last couple of years. And, you know, in some cases like Alabama, even beyond. So they know how to land these big time prospects and Oregon's not the only place that's, you know, whining and dining them and getting them, uh, you know, uh, local specialties like a voodoo donuts or, or something in a hotel room. Like there's just a lot that goes into recruiting, but everybody knows how how to, you know, add the right sort of spices to to the pot to ultimately get the, the flavor complexion that, that you're going for there. Let's shift to our expectations, though, and, you know, how many of these guys could actually end up coming to Oregon. So I, I think a reasonable question is like, OK, just list off all those names. There's a lot of big time players. Gosh, I'd love to get all of them. Of course, that's never going to happen, but I'd love to get a lot of them. But how many could we actually get? So I went back and I looked at the class of 2022, which was a very solid recruiting class to, to get an understanding of, you know, what what's a typical number for, for a recruiting cycle, right? And it does depend on how your roster looks, because if you have a lot of turnover, then you have more scholarships to give out. Remember, that's something that coaches and staffs always have to figure out. That's something I believe that uh, like a director of player personnel is, is in charge of, is managing, you know, how many scholarships you have and how many you can give out and like where you can do this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, it's, it's a very collaborative effort. But in 2022, there were 17 freshman commits coming into this class. And the other thing that you have to consider here with regards to how many of these guys could commit to Oregon, you know, this week or next week or sometime in the month of July is timing. And if we don't get everybody that we want necessarily right now, or, you know, we get through all these commitments and all these guys choose where they're going to play their college football. And I I look at it and go, that's not as well as I would have liked to have done. It doesn't mean that it's going to be panic time because when I started hosting the show that was in December of the 17 freshmen, in the class of 2022, nine of them had not commit at least nine of them had not committed. When I started hosting, I think the first episode I did was like December 10th. And I remember covering all these guys when they, you know, announced that they were coming to the ducks. So you had um, Jaleel Florence, justice low, Anthony Jones, Sir Mels, those guys, of course, teammates at Liberty High School in Las Vegas, uh, Davey Uli from Washington, Trajan Williams from Jefferson High School in Oregon, Josh Connerly, Kyler Casper, Jordan James. Uh, there, there could be more who, who have done it, but like those guys I know I covered here on the show. So 17 incoming freshmen, nine of them committed between December and May. So it's not like this is, this is it for Oregon's Recruiting class. and I still have high expectations for them. I'm not trying to set the bar low. I'm just giving you a full idea of, you know, what, what reasonable numbers actually could be after all these visits came through and all these names and we project about like, oh, where he could play and he could do this and he could do that. And, you know, we could pair these guys together and, you know, there's a picture out there of Richard Young, Dante Dowdell and uh, Dante Moore, you know, as a, as a trio, and you look at it and go, boy, is that is that a future Oregon backfield? Are those guys going to be the, the next wave of explosive playmakers for for the Ducks' offense? And it's uh, perfectly normal and, and, I think, good to have those sorts of, of thoughts of, like, is this going to be it? Because y- you never know where they're going to come from and, and whatnot, and you never know which guys are going to pop. But I, I just lay all this out to say, it's not all or nothing right now in terms of getting big-time recruits in the class of 2023. There are a lot in play right now, but it's not all of them, right? I mean, look at the class of 2022. Kyler Casper, pretty highly rated four-star. Josh Connerly, maybe the biggest, the highest rated recruit in the class of 2022. He committed in, what, May? April? I think it might have been April. sometime. I mean, it was way after this past football season ended, so there's still a lot of time in that recruiting cycle. It's just that right now, a lot of players are coming through, and that's why we're talking about them. But looking at 2023, after this season, based on the current state of the Oregon roster and the players that are there, you're going to lose, uh, the Ducks will, at least 12 or 13 players from an eligibility or NFL standpoint, it's probably going to be higher than that when you factor in the transfer portal and that you know, I tend to be more optimistic on the side of like, this guy will stay. Although my perception of that has changed a little bit once I saw C.J. Verdell go to the NFL, not get drafted, Devin Williams and McKinley and Wright and all that sort of stuff. Though McKinley and Wright definitely were uh, totally fine to leave, I understood that. Though Wright would have benefited more from another season. But I tend to be an optimist in that sense. So I think 12-13 is the minimum that you're going to have and so those are scholarships that are now available and you know the the real number of uh, different players from this year's roster to next is probably going to be closer to 20 when you factor in transfers and you know guys who you, who are going to leave that are you know not necessarily bound to have amazing pro careers but might end up leaving anyway I imagine that in the class of 2023 they brought in 10 transfers this cycle. That's not going to be a consistent number. It'll be probably more in the like four to five range. That's just because they have a, a new staff coming in and whatnot. I imagine they're shooting for like maybe 20 plus or minus two to three Incoming true freshmen in the class of 2023. And you have to remember right now, they've got eight hard commits for uh, the class of 2023. Jerrion Dickey, Dante Dowdell, all the other guys, Cole Martin uh, as well. Uh, Ashton Cozart is in next year's class. So there's uh, a number of. There's a number, there's still a lot of slots to to be filled in the class of 2023, but a decent number have, have also already taken place, right? We've already seen all those guys commit and we know that, um, you know, at least an overwhelming majority of them are going to come to, to Oregon. And uh, 2021, by the way, the, the highest ranked recruiting class ever had 23. So that's how many total freshmen came in. So I think it's going to be kind of in that range, right? I think high teens is probably the the minimum that you would see for freshmen, even in the, the transfer portal era. I think you're going to, to be in that, in that range, you know, like 16 would probably be a pretty low number uh, and closer to 20, I think is probably where the staff is going to shoot for. And, you know, of all the players that, that I listed earlier, uh, 16 just visited. Well, 18 visited because Dickey and Dowdell among them. But uh, you had a bunch of visitors last week, but you had 16 guys come through the campus over the weekend who could commit to the Ducks, who have not already. And that's, you know, a, a pretty good number. But going back to my original question here is like. Okay, of all these names that that we're seeing come through, like how many could actually commit in the coming weeks versus how many are we going to see, you know, choose to play their college football elsewhere from this weekend and last to commit in in the coming weeks? I'd expect at least five. Like, I think that's a pretty low number. But they're going after so many big time guys, I just don't know how many you can reasonably expect to get. I mean, let's say they get Dante Moore and. I, I would love to get Dante Moore, and one five-star who's not Dante Moore. I think that is the recruiting going in a really positive direction because you're sell you're able to sell a, a signal caller and a really talented one at that on the vision you have for your football program and a, where it's headed and how he fits into it. But then you got to have a big time recruit on the defensive side of the ball. Like if I had my pick of these uh, these guys, that I listed off. I think my top two would be Dante number one. Or I'd, I'd put Mateo number one, Uyangalule, defensive end, because I think that's a much bigger weakness going into 2023, even if Bo Nix is one and done, as kind of seems to be the case. But we'll have to see how that all plays out. And, and then I'd have Dante Moore number two. So I think if you can do that, you're doing really, really well. But I, I think five is kind of the minimum number there because – it's a pretty low estimate, but you have to remember when you go after big time recruits, it's not going to be very easy to land them, right? If Oregon just came in and wanted to to find some, you know, diamonds in the rough, some three stars or low end four stars who, you know, are not getting an offer that's bigger than Oregon just to boost their numbers up, they could do that. But that's not what I want this staff to do. I'm sure that's not what many of you want this staff to do. And I don't think that's what Dan Lanning and all of his assistant coaches are trying to do either. They're, they're going big game hunting here. They want to get those big time players because they know that's what you need to compete consistently at, at a championship level and to recruit consistently at a championship level as well. So depending on the timelines, like, I, I don't know, you know, when certain guys are planning to commit, even those, uh, you know, who have a crystal ball, like Mateo Uyunglele is somebody who does not have a, uh, d- does not have a timeline right now. And he doesn't have, you know, an, an indication, like y- you don't really know. And so that could happen in the middle of July. That could happen at the end of July. But th- th- this list of 18 guys right here, two of whom have already verbally committed to Oregon, I think are the the names to watch out for. And I, I think that, you know, if you're able to get about five, and this was just from this past weekend, right? It's not even counting the, the previous weekend. I'm just talking about the weekend that, that we just saw and the guys that rolled through. I think it's going to be at least five like at, at, at least, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to like seven or eight. I think that'd be outstanding, but as long as they're able to get five of these guys, then I, I think they're in a pretty good spot as far as the recruiting goes, and we will continue to follow it here on the show, which is why you should like and subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching me right now. I appreciate all of you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.